Enjoying this episode of The Late Show Pod Show? Then head to cohst.app slash late show or visit the link in the description to fill out our quick two-minute survey all about getting to know you. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much. Welcome, one and all, in here, out there, all around the world. Welcome to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert, and I am so happy... I am happy, I'm so happy to be here with you. And by here, I mean in any air-conditioned room. (laughs) Because, thank you, whoever did this. Because today in New York City, temperatures hit a high of 96 degrees. What meteorologists call hotter than the devil's grundle. Can I say Grundle on CBS? I don't know if I can. <laughs> it is so hot in the city, Times Square had a naked cowboy and a shaved Elmo. <laughs> yes. I didn't realize he had the... I didn't realize I Elmo had the... Okay. <laughs> Elmo is a mammal, evidently. New York... New York is not alone in being hot, according to CBS News. Brutal and dangerous temperatures were felt from California to Massachusetts. Okay, CBS News, just say, America. (laughs) That's like telling your partner, hey, before we get intimate, I should warn you, I have this little rash from my right toe to my left ear. (laughs) Out west, the extreme heat comes with a side of drought. California has imposed water restrictions this year, including one that limits outdoor watering to only one day a week. It's gotten so bad... Disneyland had to change the name of Splash Mountain to Dusty Gulch. (laughs) And coming up here, this might be the thing. This might be the thing we did. In Los Angeles, in order to curb water usage, water police are going door to door. That's got to be tense. Cops banging at your door, suddenly you're scrambling to flush all your water down the toilet. Water police are they're walking around the city looking for sidewalk puddles, a potential sign of misused water. <laughs> Unlike New York City, where sidewalk puddles are a definite sign of mystery urine. <laughs> don't don't investigate. I'm curious. I'm really curious what's about to happen. So far, normal people are doing their part, but Hollywood A-listers are going more than 200% over their allotted water budgets, and reportedly, one of the worst offenders is Sylvester Stallone. And I understand, is this true? Is this, do we have this? We have exclusive footage of the water police raiding Stallone's house. Let's hit the slip and slide. Whee! These, these, that's a good movie. <laughs> I did not expect some of that. These heat waves are only going to get worse because Biden's climate plan is being blocked in the Senate by Joe I Hate Life on Earth Mansion. <laughs> so, 
President Biden held a press conference today to announce new steps to combat climate change, but stopped short of declaring a national emergency. Yeah, you don't want to call a climate emergency too early. You got to wait until our internal temperature is 165 degrees in the thigh. <laughs> then we're safe to eat. The president's non-emergency press conference... Really? Some turkey? Some turkey cookers in the audience? The president's non-emergency press conference was in Massachusetts in front of what appeared to be the bleakest, most desolate spot <laughs> on planet Earth, because nothing says everything's fine like a dehydrated septuagenarian broadcasting from the set of Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> and while the president... Uh, real sad. While the president didn't declare a state of emergency, he did state that this is an emergency. Let me be clear. Climate change is an emergency. And in the coming weeks, I'm going to use the power I have as president to turn these words into formal, official government actions. In the coming weeks kind of undercuts the sense of urgency here. Are you choking? Don't worry. I know the Heimlich maneuver. I can save your life. In the coming weeks. <laughs> I think you... Do that with that. Do that. There you go. The president concluded. I'll end by telling you another quick story. I don't believe you. Please, let's hear this quick story. When we moved from Scranton, when coal died in Scranton, everything died in Scranton. And my dad wasn't a coal miner. My, my, my great-grandfather was a mining engineer. But my dad was in sales, and there was no work. So we left to go down to Delaware. I told you where those oil plants were. But I remember driving home when you take the trolley in Scranton, going out North Washington and Adams Avenues. Within 15 blocks, we didn't live in the neighborhood, among the most prestigious neighborhood in the region, in the, in, the, in the town where the Scrantons and other good, decent people live. There was a plea. You'd go by a wall that my recollection is was somewhere between 15 and 18 feet tall. And it went for the essentially a city block. And you could see the coal piled up to the very top of the wall from inside. It was a coal-fired plant. A coal-fired plant. And all of that, all of the negative impacts of breathing that coal, the dust, were affecting everybody. But at the time, people didn't know it, and there wasn't any alternative. No doubt he will be finishing that quick story in the coming weeks. <laughs> I think I'm 79 now. The president's directives today largely appear to provide more funding 
to or otherwise strengthen existing programs. Oh, good, because what we are already doing is clearly working so well. For a quick progress report, let's check in with our Late Show climate correspondent, Ira the Ice Shelf. Ira, how are the existing climate programs doing? Well, Steve, I am confident that the federal government will... Thank you, Ira. Thank you for that report. What's this? Wait, what? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm being told in my deaf ear that we have breaking news. This just in at 11.44 Eastern Time, I'm sad to report that actor Miriam Margulies says Arnold Schwarzenegger deliberately farted in her face while filming the movie End of Days. I'm sorry, I have a correction. We have breaking wind news. Here's what happened. Margulies explained how the historic smelt got dealt in a recent podcast. He was actually quite rude. He farted in my face. Now, I fart. Of course I do. But I don't fart in people's faces. He did it deliberately right in my face. I can't remember the date, but it was during the filming of End of Days in Los Angeles, and I was playing Satan's sister, and he was killing me, so he had me in a, in a position where I couldn't escape. <laughs> and... Uh, lying on the floor, and he just farted. I haven't forgiven him for it. No. She hasn't forgiven him. She hasn't forgiven him, and I can't blame her for that. I think everyone who saw End of Days feels like he farted in our face. (laughs) The story is obviously shocking, but it's not surprising. Arnold has had a long and disturbing career of passing gas in front of co-stars. Allow me to break the ice. I'll be back. My baby. Listen to this. You son of a bitch. Had enough? We got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Ice Tea. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Our first guest tonight is a two-time Grammy Award-winning artist, star of Law & Order SVU for the past 24 seasons, (laughs) and one of the originators of gangster rap. He's now written a new book called Split Decision. Please welcome to The Late Show, Ice-T, everybody! Popping off in here. This is yeah. cool. I've never been in here. You've never been in here even with Dave? You've never been in here? No, I've never been welcome. in the Ed Sullivan Theater. Welcome to the Ed Sullivan Theater. That's what's happening, man. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I'm old. I grew up off Ed Sullivan back in the day. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Beatles, Elvis, Presley, Jackson and now Ice T, man. I'm in the building. I'm in the building. There we go. Okay, now you and I had a chance to talk uh, a few years back on the old gig, but uh, back then I didn't get a chance to ask you how did the name Ice T come about? How'd you get the moniker? Um, I used to read books by this writer named Iceberg Slim, who was a player and a pimp. And I, I, I and how old I, were you when you're reading these books? I'm in, I'm, I'm in high school. Okay. So uh, I would, uh, I learned my my real name is Tracy, which in the hood that gets you into fights because guys meet you. <laughs> Yeah, they meet you and they say, Tracy, yo, that's a bitch name, man. <laughs> so now you fighting somebody you just met, you sure. know? So I turned that into Trey, but I would quote Iceberg Slim and uh, I would say all this fly stuff and people would say, say some more of that ice stuff, T. You know, so Ice T is short for Iceberg T. Wow, yeah. wow. Yeah. Do you remember any of the... Do you remember any of the knowledge you learned from Iceberg Slim? Just that these women ain't gonna give you a chance. You gotta be sharper than them. That's all I had to understand. You know what I'm saying? That's the done. So I had, to, I, had, I had to learn, and at 16, I'm quoting words from like a 45-year-old player. Wow. And the girls thought I was incredible. They thought I was fascinating. I never told them it was Iceberg Slim. I was like, that's me. You know? <laughs> now, you're passing some of this knowledge on with your book now, which you wrote with uh, your old friend Spike. It is called Split Decision Life Stories. Um, first of all, who, how long have you known Spike? Spike and I were friends back in the days. This is predates me making music. This is when I was in the streets of South Central Los Angeles, and Spike and I were crimeys, and we used to do robberies. We did hundreds of robberies. Uh, we robbed jewelry stores. We robbed... I could speak on this now. There's a thing called statute of limitations. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, uh, we were, we were very, very successful at it, and then there was a point I was so successful, I never got caught, you know? And um, what happened is, at some point, I decided, hey, music is starting to come in. I'm going to take this route. Mm -hmm. And he tried to do one more lick. And during the... During the, the it, when it happened, someone got killed. And he ended up getting a life sentence, 35 to life. Uh, you know, they tried to give him the death penalty. And at the end of the day, he made it out. Now he came back. He did 26 years in the penitentiary served his debt, and now he wanted to write this book as a cautionary tale to people to let them know that every decision you make can change the trajectory of your life. So... <laughs> are y'all telling stories of your history together or your childhood? What are these stories about? And do you disagree over what should be in the book? Is it hard to write with a friend? Well, not really, because we're telling the truth. And if you tell the truth, you don't have to remember what you said. You know, so, so, you know, what, wherever I would come out and I might tell you a story about my past, he's like, yeah, yeah, you're making that up, you know? But when we're telling the story, like, I'll tell you I walked into the place and then he'll say, and then Ice did this. And so it's, 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 it's the way it's written. The crazy part is when I was walking down the red carpet for New Jack City, he was getting off the bus at Folsom Penitentiary. Or, you know, and you see this arc of me, 26 years of me becoming Ice-T and him going through the prison system and then rejoining now, later. He's been out six years, works at a hospital, pushing around COVID patients. Did y'all stay in touch while he was inside? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, we all make... The, every person in this room is going to make decisions tonight and any, any decision can just totally change your life. So you have to be conscious of it. 
and I didn't know I was doing the right thing, but the trip of the book is I could have went to prison and he could have been the rapper. Mm -hmm. So that's why the book's important. Well, you, you, you talk in the book a lot about growing up as you describe yourself a hustler. Do you remember your first hustle? <laughs> I mean, my first hustle, I used to sell Kool-Aid. You know, I, I would take a dollar's worth of Kool-Aid as a kid and I would break it down and I would make $10 selling it. And I'll never forget, you know, one day I, I, I was selling Kool-Aid and my father came in and I said, uh, he said, what's the matter? I said, I couldn't, I couldn't sell any today, it got cold. He said, well, if they ain't buying Kool-Aid, sell them cookies. And I've never heard anything more genius than that in my life. And <laughs> that's one of the basis to big business is, you know, don't, as the trends change, you change with You them. should be on Shark Tank. <laughs> I'm telling you. Because you say hustler, you say hustler, I say capitalist. Because that's what that is. Hustlers are mega capitalists, you know yep. what I'm saying? But you're coming, when you're hustling like I did, you're coming from a survival aspect, not greed. Mm -hmm. You're just looking at the options that you have available to you at the time, and you think, well, crime is the way to get it. Mm. Later on, I learned that, no, I don't have to limit myself to crime. I can use that same initiative and push in a positive direction and look at the success. I mean, I've actually, how the hell, after this, the all true stories, how am I the longest running cop on television? Good question. That's a good question. That's a hustle. That's a good That's the hustle. <laughs> now, you started making music in the 1980s. What surprised you about uh, <laughs> uh, rap music, the scene? I think the biggest thing that surprised me about music was you could lie. I mean, I, mean? I, I was watching music videos. I'm like, oh, that's their house. That's their car. That's their girl. And then when I got in there, like, oh, you can rent a car. You, MTV Cribs, you don't have to have this house. We'll put you in a house that's not yours. I'm like, this is all fake. You know, and, and I didn't know that. And when I got in there, you know, I always had to use my own cars. I had, I had a rhyme where I said, I don't rap about girls I ain't caught, guns I ain't shot, or things I ain't bought. The game to me is too deep. If I did, I honestly believe I'd die in my sleep. So I've always been held to the code of being honest. So let's talk about this cover right here, my, okay? That's my You're girl. Out. That's your girl. That's my son's mom's, that's Darlene. Those are my guns. And that was my life at that time, you know? And hey, I didn't know you could lie. I was like, what? You could get someone to... <laughs> They'll come and put jewelry on you for the video and then take it back? Or you got all the girls in the jacuzzi and their boyfriends are sitting right out of frame waiting on them, like... <laughs> so I, I, I was coming from a real world, Steve. I didn't know about this show business is so fake. Except this show. This is all real. This is all real here. We keep it real, right? Okay. We have to take a quick break, but when we come back, I will ask Ice-T about his first experience with performing. Stick around, y'all. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never 
going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Award-winning rapper, as you said, 22 seasons of Lawner SUV. 24. 24, my apologies. We just started 24 seasons. I understand that your first brush with fame came actually from dancing. <laughs> How did this, what's going on here? And which one are you? I'm the one in the air. You're this? What, yeah. who, is, who is this crew here? Um, you know, the original dance group out of L.A. was called The Lockers. I remember The Lockers, sure. They were all over TV. Yes, with, with uh, Tony Basil and Fred Rerunberry sure. and, and, and Shabadoo. Sometimes with Shabadoo, yeah. Yes, and we were a knockoff group called the West Coast Locksmiths. We thought we were better, and... <laughs> <laughs> so what was your move? What was your signature move? I don't have no signature move. The thing of it is, is that people say, can you still do it? I'm like, in my mind, I can do it. In my mind. I, I, was, I was in the studio one night, and everybody, I heard the beat, and I start, you know, thinking I could break dance again. So I start dancing. I went down, touched the floor, my whole back just, ah! <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, all right. Right now, my foot's supposed mm. to come flying through here, but, yeah, it's in my mind now. <laughs> okay, before we go, I want to I want to get your uh, I want to get your input on a clip that's been going around on news and the internet the oh last Lord. couple of days. There's a guy who did uh, who attempted to do a bash. They tried to do a smash and grab. Right. And he said that was one of the things you did when you when you were younger. You'd go in with a ball peen hammer or something or a little sledge. A baby sledgehammer. Baby sledge. We're not trying to promote this. You understand? No. Okay. <laughs> not at all. We're not trying to promote anything. There's a, but there's a very popular thing right now. And this guy comes in with a brick. And take a I look at what his style is. He has a little trouble with it. Jim, take a look here. So he's got brick. He has a brick? It's not it's Okay, not going I, 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 let me start right this. Everybody got COVID. He has no mask on, right? <laughs> Let's start there. Cam, look, look at him trying to get... Oh, he's a dummy. <laughs> and, with a brick, and he's robbing Kay's jewelry, the most expensive thing, and there's like $1,500. Like... <laughs> 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 but every kiss, but every kiss begins with K. That was that was the results of crystal meth right there. That's that was right. not a professional. That's professional. Mm -hmm. Well, if you want to hear uh, more stories about the life of Ice T and Spike and learn some valuable lessons, watch. Uh, don't watch. Or watch. You could look at the book. You can listen to it too. Is it available for a book on tape? Yeah, people. I said I put out a new book. They said, where can I hear it? I'm like. <laughs> Go out and get his new book, Split Decision, available now. Ice tea, everybody. This has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Poncho, leave us a five star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. And for more exclusive Late Show content, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Rise and shine, football fans. Start your day the right way with Morning Footy, a podcast that covers every aspect of the global game, headlines, match previews, analysis, interviews, culture, fashion, and plenty of banter. Join as we track the thrills and spills of Europe's biggest title races, the business end of the Champions League season, a summer packed with international competitions, MLS, NWSL, and much more. Subscribe to Morning Footy. Morning Footy.